Welcome back to The Book Report with Allie and Rach. I'm Allie. <laughs> and I'm Rach. And we are recovering from post-Halloween shenanigans. Ooh, if you so. listen to the podcast last week, then you know that we record that before Halloween. We told our we, future selves we were going to have a great Halloween. And boy, oh boy. We did. It, it was, was one of my most favorite nights. It was so much fun. We had a blast. We are trying desperately to get our neighborhood to be a Nashville renowned trick-or-treating neighborhood and our neighborhood when I moved in was mostly very 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 old people and we were one of the first younger couples to move in and it's definitely shifted over the years and our side of Nashville that we live on is very well known for trick-or-treating streets there's Mm -hmm. big ones and we've always gone there but we are very determined to make our neighborhood like that. So mm-hmm. we have a trick-or-treating map, and we I boiled 10 gallons of boiled peanuts in a giant cauldron in the yard I dressed like think, a witch. <laughs> I actually think, so I woke up this morning regretting how much mulled wine I had, but I actually think I may have also had a boiled peanut hangover. I had a can. I just felt like, in full, the wine was not the problem for me. It was definitely the amount of candy I, I consumed. I had no candy. I ate so much candy. I had so many boiled peanuts. <laughs> well, good. Good, because I had, uh, I think I had six gallons. I filled up six gallons of blog bags afterward, at least, with leftovers. So. Oh, my God. We are tired, but we are okay. here, and we are we are ready <laughs> to move on from the Halloween season. Well, I'm not ready to move on from the Halloween season, mm-hmm. but we're ready to get into fall vibes, just just generic fall vibes as we yep. transition. This one actually could have been put further along in the season because it takes place on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Before I even go into the summary, before I mm-hmm. go into my classic Rachel's shitty summary, <laughs> um, let me tell you what book we read. Yes, tell us, tell we us. We read The Hunting Party by Lucy Foley. Mm-hmm. She is, I believe she's a British author. And tonight we were going to have a champagne cocktail. Yes. Because like I said, it takes place on New Year's they Eve. They drink a lot of champagne in this book. Yes. Um, and I had, uh, I don't remember where I found this recipe or if I adapted it, but I renamed it Foley's Folly. I love this. And it has a sugar cube bitters a splash of brandy then strips of orange peel and you top with champagne which that sounds great it sounds if it great. wasn't today if it and, wasn't the day after halloween and we mm-hmm. had consumed massive amounts of peanuts and sugar last yeah, night my body does not feel good so i brought us some kombucha yes we're drinking our kombucha to recover mm-hmm. which listen the people in this book should have been drinking something besides champagne for the yeah. whole book so yeah. cheers, <laughs> cheers to us <laughs> Being healthy tonight, but we will have a Foley's Folly at some point when we are recovered mm-hmm. from Halloween. Yeah, it, it might take a bit. It might take a while. My temple is is falling apart. <laughs> uh, we have so much leftover candy too. It's I, I ate a lot today, to be honest. We like just finished our last year's Halloween candy. Stop. We hide it from my son. He knows where it is, but. It's so high up, he doesn't think about it that much. Oh, my kids hid it from their dad. They, It's hidden in their room. They Smart. hid their own Halloween candy from Oh, me, I love it so much. Which is funny. All right. So you ready to jump in? Let's jump into this one. I feel like it also needs to be known that I binge read this. Oh, yeah. 
You I, were so confident last night. I had not started it last night when I went to bed and had every confidence I would finish it. And I did with time to spare. I was I was good. I had to wake up very early to take my brother to the airport. So I oh did a lot gosh. of reading. Everything you're saying hurts. Early in the morning. <laughs> like my eyes hurt this morning when I woke up because they were just craving some kind of nutrition. <laughs> it wasn't a peanut or no. wine. I, I read it all. So it's very fresh for me, okay. which is not a typical It's not typical for this podcast. Well, I'm going to talk about the summary. And there's some other things that this bubbled up in Mm. me. Just about like how we pick books for the podcast. What I like to read might be different from what I like to talk to you about. Yeah. And so anyway, this is one of our first thrillers. I feel like we've read a lot of fantastical or coming of age Mm -hmm. books so far. Some cozy reads. But this was a thriller, which is probably my favorite book to read. Oh, interesting. I love falling into a book and just tearing through it. Yeah, I get that. It's nothing you really have to think about. Mm -hmm. And you're just very promptly, swiftly taken into the story. And you get dropped off when the story ends. Yeah. I love a thriller. So a group of college friends from Oxford meet every year on New Year's to get away and vacation together. They've taken turns planning each year's trip. And this year, the newest addition to the group, one of the original like OG Oxford students, Mark, his girlfriend, Emma, plans the trip. Mm-hmm. So the story follows the group's trip from London to the Scottish Highlands, mm-hmm. which was really fun. Yeah. To a desolate but luxurious lodge on a loch. Which sounds awesome. Yeah. I I thought so much about, is this uh-huh. a vacation I would like to take or not? We can talk about that. Because I, too, like, went between, as I was reading it, like, does this sound amazing or does this sound absolutely awful? I think it could go either way, to it, be perfectly honest. It went, it went one way in this book. In this book. <laughs> I, it sounds so lovely. But then, did you ever watch, I mean, or read Wuthering Heights? Mm-mm. And I know that's not in Scotland, but it reminded me of that movie where it's just desolate, like peat bogs and mm-hmm. for miles and foggy. That doesn't actually sound like my Mm-mm. jam. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I was a little torn. The Oh, which reminds me, what are we doing for New Year's Eve? And we don't have an... Well, no, we, we do be, have plans. Yeah, we do have plans. We're going to be in a desolate cabin. We're going to be cabin. in a cabin. It's not desolate, <laughs> I will say. That's what I was like, oh, immediately I thought, cozy cabin vibes. And then I was like, I don't know. Being in a giant, expansive mansion kind of sounds less cozy. But they're not. It sounds creepy. There's a lodge, and then everyone has their own cabin. Yeah. Which I loved and also hated. It sounded creepy to me. I just yeah. felt like it sounded creepy. There were no locks know. on the doors, I don't think. I remember one of the scenes they talk yeah. about, she like goes in and is hiding from someone and goes to lock the door and there's no lock. Mm-hmm. It sounded creepy. There was a scene where they're talking about being in the main lodge and everything's there's so much glass. Mm-hmm. And the person talking about it was like, I felt like an insect it, yeah. that could be observed. And I was like, ooh, ooh, surrounded by creepy, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, it freaked me out kind of. Right. So they are hundreds of miles from any civilization. The group, I feel like it starts on the train from London. They're all together on this train. Mm -hmm. And they seem to be straining to have fun. Mm -hmm. I forget what 
because I do seem to be having fun, but they're drinking so much alcohol on the train that it feels forced. It's like their friendship is based because they went to college together. Their friendship is based on partying and they Mm -hmm. haven't transitioned into how to be friends in adulthood without that partying. And so they're just like, yeah, forcing it is a good way. Forcing the fun doesn't Mm -hmm. seem natural. It doesn't seem natural. And it just seems like they're drinking more and more to be able to exist and go on the street yeah each chapter is told by a different character which i feel like a lot of books that i've read i love that. have been doing that. i love so that. you get to see a different point of view most characters have their own chapter and as the relationships among the friends start to fray you as the reader gain insight into the secrets each couple is keeping and how their secrets will end up killing one of them and it is mostly couples there's mm-hmm. Mostly couples and then one single Katie. girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go into the characters. But this was – so I was reading this book and I told you about it because I hated the way – I hated reading this. As we all know, I'm a very lazy reader. <laughs> and this story jumps back and forth in time. Mm-hmm. So in some points, it's after one of the characters goes missing. Mm-hmm. At some point, it's after a body is found. Yeah. And then at some points, it's on their way to the cabin. Yeah. It just keeps... Pre-murder and post-murder. Mm-hmm. That didn't confuse me as much as keeping track of who uh, whose chapter I was reading. And I kept wanting it to be in the upper right corner. Yeah. Where it just had the name of the book. I think it's in the... Yeah, in the upper right corner of every page, it has the name of the book. And I wanted it to be like, the hunting party, you know, Katie. line, Katie. Miranda. Pre-murder. Yeah. yeah. A little key would have been. Yeah. Clutch. Lucy. Yeah. So, oh, this is also a locked room. Yeah, we know know these things now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that I felt like was, there's something about a locked room mystery that makes it feel cozier. Even I agree. I think because it reminds me of Clue from my childhood, to be honest. Totally. There's a sense of nostalgia about a locked room thriller. Yeah, no, I totally agree. All right. So these are the characters, and I'm going to go more into depth on the ones that had a bigger role in the story. Because some didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Miranda is the beautiful but hateable, kind of the queen bee mm-hmm. of the whole crew. She's kind of the glue that keeps everyone together. Yeah. And you kind of feel sorry for her. I agree. I think if you if it wasn't written from her perspective at some points, you would hate her. Mm-hmm. But because you get a glimpse into her inner workings, you uh-huh. do feel sorry for her. Yeah. Her husband is Julian, and he... I was trying to, I I read this when I was on my way to Portugal. So it was a bit, but I said that he seemed kind. He's seen as very handsome. Mm -hmm. Everyone likes him. He seems like a good guy. Yeah. His and Miranda's relationship seemed strained a bit. Yeah. I was trying to remember if I was remembering that correctly because there's so many glimpses of them as like happy and obsessed with one another. Oh, they were definitely strained. They, she talks about how they had like not been having sex and they've been trying okay. to have a baby, but they I thought it weren't was even of getting that. it on and okay. as of late, like yeah. recently. Okay. It's alluded to that Miranda's had trouble with fertility and maybe that's why there was some of the tension, like we said, but there's also been, Julian commits fraud. Insider trading. Insider trading. Mm-hmm. Which I'm very confused about that crime. I have I'm so many questions about it. Hella confused about that crime. Feels easy to do. I mean, not in the way he was doing it. He was doing it like where he was getting money for it. Yes. But I do. very cut and dry. Yeah. But yeah. He was like, it was bad. It was bad. If I ever go to jail for insider trading in court, I want 
I want this to be played. I was we don't know what she it was is. very confused about it. <laughs> but he brought her into it. Like he pulled her into mm-hmm. his scheme, which because he needed to use her bank account to like funnel yes. money through. Yeah, which sucks. And that's probably has another thing to do that the straining strain. their relationship yeah, for sure. That's in the back her back pocket. I feel like she uses it mm-hmm. to guilt him into doing things. She seems not to let Julian forget that he endangered her livelihood by involving her. Katie is Miranda's best friend, Mm -hmm. but it seems like at this point in life, they're more frenemies. I got the frenemies vibe more from Katie than Miranda at the beginning, obviously. Right. Yeah. So Miranda seemed to want Katie's attention. She wanted to hang out with her. She like wanted to rekindle their friendship Mm -hmm. in a way. And Katie seems very cold Uh and kind of standoffish. Something's going on. Yeah. The whole book, you're like, something's up with her they even talk about how she looks tired mm-hmm. and sick and she's not looking well yeah they never describe katie as looking great Mm-mm. she is a pretty successful lawyer and at so many points in the story she doesn't know how to treat these friendships mm-hmm. and she feels like miranda puts her in this box of her sidekick or her yeah. project and she's super smart i think she's becoming partner in her law firm she wants to devote all of her time and energy yeah. into those relationships and to her career. But she keeps getting pulled back to trips like this where she is put back in a, a place that she's not there anymore. Are we Okay, again, spoilers abound. We learn that she's having an affair with Julian yep. and she is also pregnant mm-hmm. with his baby. And we learn about it the same time Miranda does. Yes. Miranda walks like in on them. Towards the end of the mm-hmm. story. Miranda yeah. walks in on them. And then it clicks that Katie hasn't been drinking all weekend. And mm-hmm. she's like, tell me you're not pregnant. And Katie is pregnant. That's why yeah. she's been looking rough and being sick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's fun times. Oy. All right. So keep going down the list of main characters. Mark is brutish. I feel like he's brute Yeah, well, it makes me nervous. You'd be mm-hmm. nervous. He seems like a thick guy who has a t- like a very short temper. Mm-hmm. Very short-tempered guy. Very, when he drinks, he gets angry. Mm-hmm. He had an abusive child. Like, he had an abusive father growing up. And I think everyone's always, he's worried and everyone else is always worried that he's going to yeah. follow in that path a little bit. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend is Emma, who planned the trip. And she's the newest member mm-hmm. of this crew. Everyone else has known each other because they went to school together. But Emma's been part of the group yeah. for maybe a year, year and a half, it seems like. And so it's widely known that Mark is kind of in love with Miranda. Yeah, everyone just seems to accept it. Mm-hmm. Be okay with know it. it. Even Emma seems to acknowledge that she does know mm-hmm. about this. He's never acted on it, as far as she can tell, or he's never told her. Miranda's never said anything. There is a story of the whole group when Emma first started dating Mark, where they go to the horse, a horse race somewhere. And a younger kid makes fun of the group who mm-hmm. are adults, like they're in their 20, like late 20s. Yeah. And Mark sucker punches him yeah. and knocks him out. And they don't know if he survives. Yeah, like they just would, leave. They just run away. Yeah. So that's Mark. And then Emma, she seems like she's liked from, by the group. Yeah. I couldn't get a good... And Miranda's been hanging out with her more, mainly because Katie isn't around. And Emma seems 
really smitten with Miranda. You can tell that mm-hmm. she likes her a lot. She wants to be around her. She looks up to her. And and for the most part, she just wants everyone to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And this is her the only time she's playing something for the group. She just wants it to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But she's considered an outsider. Or at least she feels a little bit like that because she's the last to join. Yeah. I've thought about... As I was reading the book, we have all of our friends mm-hmm. and there's so I mean we live in Nashville, so there's always people moving here that yeah. come hang out and I don't know. It's I mean it's not like it's super easy to get into any friend circle mm-hmm. if you're new, but you would hope you always treat people like they belong yeah. somewhere. It just has to suck to be the, yeah, the newest new one person. is a part of like, true. this big group that knows everybody, that knows all their histories. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't feel good. So there's Nick and Bo. They Nick went to school with everyone else. Bo is his boyfriend. Or mm-hmm. are they married? I, I don't... I think it's his boyfriend. I think so. Yeah, I think it's just his boyfriend, but I'm not sure. He is newer to the group and... I think he went to the same school as everyone else, but everyone seems to like him. They don't have a huge part in the Mm-mm. story. So them and then the oh, next... You do learn... Remember when you learned that Miranda outs yeah. Nick? It, they're, they're, I think there's certain characters in the story that are like... There because... There to let you know Miranda kind of sucks. Yeah. In some ways. Or to tell like mm-hmm. part of another character's story. Mm-hmm. Well, the same for the next couple. Mm-hmm. So Samira and Giles, or Guy... I think it's Giles. And brought their baby Priya. Mm-hmm. This whole time I was like, no. This feels like the worst idea. Yeah, when I realized they had the baby with them, mm-hmm. I was immediately confused. Also, they're going out to the middle of nowhere, Scottish Highlands. And if it snows, you're just stuck there until the snow clears. It's mm-hmm. not, it seems kind of like a sketchy place to go. And I just kept thinking, taking a baby would be so hard. Thinking, okay, the plan is to stay for three days four days whatever maybe i'll be stuck there for two weeks who knows Did you take all the stuff for a baby for two weeks no. it seems awful it seems awful. bad plan you do learn that miranda slept with giles mm-hmm. was he with samira do we know that i don't think he was no it was before okay. they were together. no one knows this in the group yeah so many secrets okay so these two do actually have a more of a, a starring role, if you will. But Heather and Doug work at the lodge. So Doug, or Heather manages the lodge and Doug is the gamekeeper. And they're two of the narrators. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has a narration role in the book, but they do. And you get glimpses of their backstory as the book unfolds. You can tell that they are running from something by working at the lodge. It's so mm-hmm. desolate that you would have to be. Yeah. And you learn that Heather's husband had died. I think he was a firefighter. He was a firefighter, yes. Okay. And she is suffering, obviously, from the grief of it. Mm -hmm. And then Doug is a veteran from Afghanistan suffering from PTSD Mm -hmm. after all of his friends died in an attack. Yeah. He was faced with a choice. There was a child who was clearly going up to the group wearing a... Bomb, bomb like a vest and he couldn't bring himself to shoot the child and so the mm-hmm. child like had a suicide bomb situation so him. glad you read this today that trigger a warning i totally forgot child death in this that's one 
trigger warning mm-hmm. that I already missed. So <laughs> sorry. Oh, yeah, I, told, I was going to be better about doing trigger warnings. We're working on it. Man, episode 22 is going to be great. <laughs> We're going to nail it. We're going to get it. So, okay, there's some backstory to all of this. So we've already talked about some of the affairs of the group. Giles mm-hmm. slept with Miranda. Julian is having an affair with Katie. Miranda outed Nick. There's a lot of motives. There is too. so much going on in this friend group. Mm-hmm. The whole, every time you learn something else, I thought, how you, are, how are you still friends? Why would you want to go hang out with these people? Mm-hmm. There is too much, too many secrets, too much going on. You're all going to go hang out and drink and do drugs together with one of them's baby sleeping upstairs. You all think this is going to go swimmingly? No. You're all dumb. There's also drugs. Yes, lots of them. You, uh, Allie and I don't are, do, do not partake do not partake and every time someone brings out a bag of pills in books i'm just like does this happen <laughs> it makes me are feel we? so naive i know i mean kudos to people if you want to you do you no judgment but i'm just confused yeah i'm confused too just baggies mm-hmm. of like, you just took you just took a pill i what does that do to you <laughs> yeah that's it too it's like mm-hmm. if someone says you want to make you a cocktail. You know what's in the cocktail. These people yeah. are just like, here's pills. And they're just not asking what it is pills. either. It makes me so Is this going to make me sleepy, happy, excited, mm-hmm. horny? What is yeah. this going to do to me? The mystery is not a... I'm walked in the Scottish Highlands with all of these secrets and these people. I need An to know. endless supply of champagne. An endless champagne. God there was so much champagne, it made me feel, and I didn't feel great anyway. Like that sugar mm-hmm. Halloween candy hangover was happening, and I'm really glad we're not drinking champagne tonight. <laughs> yeah, me too. I texted Allie. I have, it's been chilling. Like the champagne's been chilling. And oh, I just didn't. Couldn't. Because when, once you pop a bottle of champagne, yeah, you you're can't committed. cork it. So, and I know, I know me. Mm hmm. And we're not going to let it go to waste. Like, well, I guess tonight I'll drink a whole bottle of champagne. That <laughs> makes me want to cry. You know what? I also want to normalize while we love to make a good cocktail to go mm-hmm. along with everything. We do try to encourage you can make a mocktail as well. And if you just don't want to drink, don't drink mm-hmm. like that. We should normalize that more. You know, yeah. these people should have made wiser choices. <laughs> I feel yes. like we have an it's a nod to the book by not drinking the cocktail. <laughs> We're like, these are the choices you should have made in this book. Okay, so here's some backstory that this these things are going on with the the story of the friends. So there are two Icelandic backpackers that are also staying at the lodge. Mm-hmm. It's super weird. They participate in this group dinner that yeah. I don't understand why they're there for that. They're staying in a bunkhouse. One point they're just having sex. Was in it the them? Field. Was that them? Uh-huh. It didn't. It didn't make it clear that it was the Icelandic couple to me. So Miranda, right, is going uh-huh. for like a run or something, or yeah. walk through the woods, and just comes upon two people mm-hmm. getting it on in the woods, and they're like, "You want to join?" And she just panics and runs away, which is a reasonable yeah. reaction to that. But I wasn't sure it was. I assumed it was the Icelandic couple, but I was very confused. I think it, I think it was them. Okay. So through this Icelandic couple, there's so there's they're there. The, we know that there's one of the guests that are missing, and you learn that the guy that owns this lodge has 
it's really just a drug front. Mm-hmm. And he's smuggling drugs into the country through the lodge. That's why the Icelandic couple is there, is to help a drop. Mm-hmm. And, but you don't know all of this till the end. Yeah. They also don't know about a serial killer. Yeah. Going through the Scottish Highlands. The Highland Ripper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Doug and Heather, so the gamekeeper and the woman that manages the inn or the lodge, both know about it. Mm-hmm. And when the guest goes missing, they're talking about it. Mm-hmm. So that's how you as the reader know about it. But and they, I, I think, they think they're be, like having to protect the rest of the guests from this serial killer. going to be kind of bummed if that's what it was. Uh, yeah. Even I though kept that thinking, like I thought that's story, kind of what it was. Like, I was like, it's going to be the him or the Icelandic couple. Yeah. I, I really liked the ending. Mm-hmm. So... The ending is, it's Miranda. She is, that's the one that was missing and mm-hmm. the one whose body, her body was found. She walked in on Julian. And Katie. Delighting himself in Katie's Oh, yeah. What's the, what's the fantasy term? Oh, my God. <laughs> you said delighting like you were going to use some code language and then you just straight up said vagina. <laughs> Not coding it at all. No. What's feasting? That's the word. Oh God. That's the Akatar no word. No one uses that Akatar word except for us. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. So not hilarious. He I hate it so much. Feasting. And she runs away and she runs into Emma's room. Mm-hmm. And while she's telling Emma what happened and she's going to out Julian, she's like, I am I'm done with and I'm going to tell the police right now. Mm-hmm. While she's in Emma's room, she finds, like, a, some lipstick that went missing. Oh, it's like a box of things. She finds, she uh-huh. accidentally, she's holding this box and drops it, and it's mm-hmm. full of her things. All, so Emma was putting on the lipstick, and she looks at the color. It's like, oh, this is the color, same color I use. Mm-hmm. And which kind of, you, that's the first strike. Mm-hmm. You, as a reader, you're like, that's kind of weird. And then she's holding this box and it drops and it has things that are worthless mm-hmm. but mean a lot to Miranda. And we forgot to mention this, but years ago during college, Miranda had a stalker. Mm, and yeah. all of these things had gone missing. And this stalker knew intimate details and things about Miranda's life that were very confusing mm-hmm. to her that someone would know. So, yeah, she finds the box of all the missing things that this stalker had taken. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, while she's still in Emma's apart or Emma's cabin, she realizes that Emma looks familiar. Mm-hmm. And she searches. This kind of stressed me out. So while this is all dawning on Miranda, like mm-hmm. all this is happening, she's just found out that her best friend has been with her husband mm-hmm. and now she's trying to find refuge in this person that she thought was her friend yeah. albeit not a best friend but someone close that was close friend. to her yeah she's starting to put all the pieces together that i think she was my stalker and she's going through facebook to find this picture mm-hmm. of a party that she was tagged in yeah that emma was in the background of yeah and you find out that while this whole time we thought that Emma went to Cambridge, I think, or a different school. Mm-hmm. She actually had gone to Oxford with all the kids, yeah. with all the other friends. 
and had just stalked Miranda and been mm-hmm. obsessed with her. And she met she met Miranda like at a the, the first day. day or something and was immediately obsessed with her and but then Miranda didn't recognize her the second time they saw each other mm-hmm. and Emma felt so silly and she just kept like trying to put herself around Miranda hoping she'd recognize her mm-hmm. and then just became very obsessed with her and stalked her and then kind of used Mark to get into the friend group, yeah. right? And then also felt mm-hmm. like a big win because Mark loved Miranda. I, he chose me over her. Yeah. It was it was wild. Uh-huh. That was a good twist. Mm-hmm. So I really liked the ending. I love the twist. I didn't see it coming. I didn't either. Which is fun. Yeah. When something surprises me. I liked the narrator. I loved it being in Miranda's purview mm-hmm. that last chapter loved the last last chapter being emma mm-hmm. like entering into her psychosis yeah and seeing why she did the things she did mm-hmm. man i love not thinking about a book after i put it down yeah. and it was just everything was explained to me i loved it so much is this what i want in a book do i want it to be like a messy but tidy ending like i don't i didn't want miranda to die but Maybe because she was so hateable, that made it. She was the only character that could have died. And for me to still have liked the book, mm-hmm. was she just so unlikable that I just want to know what the truth of what was happening. Yeah. So it didn't bother me that she died. And I almost, so after I read this book, I realized maybe these thrillers that I love to read so much and I can just devour one after the other, are these the books that... I don't necessarily like talking about them. Yeah. Like, there's nothing super interesting that I couldn't wait to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, I feel like, every book we've chosen. It's, like, hard not to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I want to ask Allie about this mm-hmm. thing. Or I want to, like, make fun of this thing. Yeah. This had no none of that mm-hmm. in yeah. it. But they're so fun to read. They're Yeah. So I, I, I thought so much about the books that we bring to the podcast and the books that we talk about on the podcast and what book clubs talk about mm-hmm. in their book clubs. They're not these kind of books. Yeah. They're usually, they're, I mean, there's usually something that makes you want to talk about it with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And I couldn't put my finger on why that mm-hmm. is. Cause I do also, to me, a thriller is a good like poolside or beach read, mm-hmm. a plane, like traveling cabin. Mm-hmm. Like it's what you want to, kind of cozy up with and just be entertained by when I just want to like shut my mind off and be entertained it's great and this was an excellent one of those for Mm -hmm. sure but yeah then it's like I was even looking through the discussion guide at the end and some of the questions I'm like there's just not yeah it's not like oh my gosh I have to talk to someone about Mm -hmm. what happened so I don't know this was the redeeming factor I read so many books to prep for the winter season and most of them I decided mm-hmm. I didn't want to use. I was on the fence about this one because I really, I really liked it. It's, yeah, I it's felt like, good. I recommended it to my husband immediately. I was like, this mm-hmm. would probably be a great audiobook to listen to while you do the work on the house. Yeah. Um, But because I had read so many books and none of them were ones that I felt like were good for the podcast, I kept it. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I kind of want to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, like what, I agree. What do we want to bring into season three? 
What do we want to bring into the rest of this season? I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, I think it's good to throw one in every now and then. They're mm-hmm. fun to talk. They're, they're fun books. I recommend it. Yeah, I'd recommend it for sure. Um, I loved it. So the one thing that I, I did think was interesting was Miranda's character. She had, how does her experience being a woman, mm-hmm. uh, how does her, she kind of characterize this outdated view of what woman mm-hmm. looks like? She cannot have a baby, mm-hmm. but she quit her job. She stopped her career. Yeah. So she's a stay-at-home wife. Mm-hmm. And she feels like a failure because she's not this modern woman. I mean, it was just, it was, she was an interesting character. Yeah. She was to me a really complex character. Mm -hmm. And I, one of the discussion guide questions I thought was interesting is, and I didn't catch this until I read the question was, except for Doug, the groundskeeper, all of the narrators are from the women friends point of view. Mm. None of the guy friends have a chapter. What does that play into it? Because mm-hmm. another one of the other questions talks about how they they are kind of all tropes, and like how does that serve the story? And especially mm-hmm. when you're giving within the tropes, you're giving the voices to the female characters, which oh, I did think yeah. is an interesting. Yeah, I thought that was. I don't have much to say about it other than I thought mm-hmm. that was in, an interesting take on it and an interesting thing to do. I feel like um, all the women too were like I liked. I feel like they were so different and complex and interesting and yeah i i liked being in all of their minds yeah and except for samira who i never thought samira was the killer yeah any of them could have been the killer i don't know maybe you are maybe you are maybe you are Mm -hmm. this icelandic chick i don't know (laughs) which i did they did keep throwing things in that made it like oh this is where it's going no this is where it's going yeah this which i kind of loved it Uh felt like the end of a thriller movie Mm -hmm. where you're just like it could be any of these things yeah it would make an amazing movie the scenery alone and the setting it would be so good this should be a movie this should be a movie okay the fan cast yes who did you cast so like i've said before i'm done fan casting you're over over i did two people okay i have quite a few Okay, let's let's start with Emma. Well, let's start with Miranda. Actually, you didn't have Miranda, correct? Mm-hmm. You did. Mm-hmm. So Miranda is Julian's partner. She's described as having heart shaped face, dark eyes, very pretty, blonde hair, green eyes, slender, big boobs, like just kind of classic, mm-hmm. beautiful. But I also wanted someone who, because Miranda is equal parts, you kind of like. Hey, don't like her and then you do and you feel so you're kind of conflicted it's like you need someone who can play that innocent likable i'm the glue that holds everyone together Mm -hmm. but also you might hate me and so i had amanda seyfried oh that she can she can pull off that Mm -hmm. kind of i don't know she can give you a look and then you're like i don't know if i like you or not yeah and she has green eyes and blonde hair so thought she would be a really good one i did margot robbie i i thought about her too she could also be fantastic. Yeah. Agreed. That's a great one. So for Emma, the reason I found this is because she's described as a budget version of Miranda. Oh, I was about to say that. <laughs> I thought about that. So I'm like, what a fantastic way. It's why I wore the sweatshirt uh-huh. tonight. Uh-huh. Because so there is this very popular Lululemon sweatshirt mm-hmm. that one of our neighbors has. Mm-hmm. And I was commenting on it. It's hers is gray. It's like a half zip 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, they're just, it's pretty expensive, but there's this one on Amazon that's a knockoff mm-hmm. that's only $40. And $40 is still not cheap for, for a, a sweatshirt. sweatshirt. Yeah. It's like, man, I like that so much, but I'm not going to spend it. It's 120 for the real mm-hmm. Lulu one. Anyway, I got, so our neighbor, Ellen, has the gray real Lulu one. I bought the budget gray one. We both go to the gym together mm-hmm. one weekend, and then we go to brunch together. So we're both wearing our respective uh-huh. shirts, and I look like the budget version of, <laughs> of Ellen. Ellen. <laughs> so the, I, I will say, so tonight I'm wearing the real one. Uh-huh. I got a promotion at work, and nice. I was so like, treat yourself. I'm yeah. not going to be the budget version of Ellen anymore. That's amazing. <laughs> and... But yeah, we were sitting next to each other, and you could definitely tell. Yeah. Difference in quality. That's hilarious. For sure. So I actually, while looking up Amanda Seyfried, this actress came up as a look-alike, like they look alike, but just a few years apart. Okay. Dakota Fanning. Look up a side-by-side. They look, Dakota Fanning looks like a younger Amanda Seyfried. I think I'm saying her name correctly. I think so, too. Because she describes having, like, dark roots. Like, she Mm -hmm. hasn't colored her hair in in a while. Yeah. And there, people talk about how they look alike. And I thought that was. Is it Elle Fanning? No, Dakota Fanning. Now. And again, I'm going to be bad with the ages because I have, like, such a varied age range in these people. Yeah. But look at them side-by-side. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be fun to see them both play, like, these two characters? They look so much alike. Yes. And I would have never thought that. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's so weird. So I had picked Jillian Jacob. I love this casting. Yep, yep, yep. That's a good one. Uh, she could play, like, a deranged mm-hmm. stalker, too. <laughs> oh, I love I her Jillian in Jacob. love. Mm-hmm. so good oh, love is so good yeah she could play a really that's true that's true okay let's go to who should we do next there's mark julian i had nick randomly oh okay because he's described he's as auburn described he's described very well yeah richard madden from game of thrones oh that's who i had make sure i'm and thinking it, of the right person what character is he playing game rob of stark oh Heck yeah. So good, right? He'd be yes. so good. Then I also had, so Katie, we were talking about her before, mm-hmm. and you suggested this. You had Alexis Bledel. Is that uh-huh. how you say it? Bledel. And we had Alexis Bledel, which I think would be great. Also that of Emily Blunt. Mm. I pictured her a little bit mm-hmm. as well. Really good. Okay, Mark, I'm really excited about. Because okay. he's described, so Mark is Emma's partner. He, they describe him as like almost attractive. And he's like kind of a big, tall guy, very broad shoulders. They talk about how his shoulders are like more broad than other parts of his body. It's like almost yeah. disproportionate. They talk about his eyes being close like together. Close together. <laughs> so I was like, how do I pick someone who's like, you're like, he's got to be attractive and hot. Yeah. But they but like in an odd way. Yeah. Adam Driver. <gasps> yeah. And where you're also like, he oh, he drinks too much shoulder. and you're maybe a little scared mm-hmm. of him. And he's like, yeah, he's got the shape, I think. Yeah. I don't think his eyes are too close together, no, but he's but- still got that like, you're like, Ooh, sometimes you're like super hot, but like no, people wouldn't think you're like classically. Yeah. Everyone thinks you're hot. Mm, that's Adam a good Driver. one. And then the last one I had was, and I struggled with this one, Doug, the gamekeeper, wild, dark hair, bulky, pale. He is hot. Like all the girls talk about how he's hot, but he's like 
kind of a wild looking guy. Mm-hmm. So I felt like you had to pick a classically hot guy and then you'd have to make him look like a yeah. wild hunter dude. He's like yeah. hunting deer and very outdoorsy. <laughs> I think Theo James. Ooh. I love him. I think you could make him look like a long hair, kind of disheveled, like Wait, Theo Hunter James, type. is he the one that was in? Divergent. Um, Divergent. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. That'd be good? Yes. I think this is like, sorry, casting people. I don't know what your title is even, but <laughs> who needs us to be? <laughs> yeah, this one was, that's all I had. I wanted to pick Julian as well, and I could not picture a Julian. Neither could I. I feel like I saw someone in my head, but it wasn't an actor that I'm yeah. familiar with. That was the only one I didn't get that I was like, oh, I wish I'd picked out Julian. But yeah, that's I'm my... sure that this podcast got to hear quite a few burps tonight. I'm sure I'm struggling with the kombucha. <laughs> we just had oh. half a bottle. <laughs> yeah. So I think next week we will have read and we'll be recording Legends and Lattes. I think so. It comes out, no- so. out November 8th. So excited to read Legends and Lattes. I want to eat like cinnamon rolls. Yeah, like bakery goods. Uh-huh. And then we have to have something hot. Like tea or mm, hot like buttered tea. rum or something fun. And I, we haven't even read the book. No. And we're like, wait, we're going to make homemade cinnamon rolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bakery goods. Never have I felt compelled, but I think I'm going to feel compelled. We're going to make a latte. To we have to make warm. a latte, obviously. We should have the fire lit. Yeah, we'll light a fire. You hear the crackling in the background. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited I'm to read my this slippers. book. I've looked forward to this book for a while, mostly thanks to Meg's Tea Room <laughs> and a few other folks on TikTok. But yes, yeah, so we will be back with that next week. And I cannot wait. What a, what a side-by-side, the hunting party and then uh-huh. legends and lattes. I know. Love it. Let's jump all over the place. I cannot wait to have that book in my hands. Yep. All right. Well, we will be doing Legends and Lattes very soon. By Travis Baldry. Travis Baldry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Baldry. Baldry. We'll get it right next week. We'll get it week, right Travis. next week. Don't hold it against us this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you have great reading, great cocktails, or great kombucha if you need it to recover from <laughs> the holiday Do season. Do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of The Book Report with Allie and Rach. You can find us on Instagram at Book Report Podcast. You can find us on TikTok at at Book Report Podcast. And if you want to write us an email, you can write us an email at thebookreportpod at gmail.com.